This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is probably supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Progressive Snapshot can save you money based on how you drive and how much you drive. So the safer you drive, the more money you could save. Now, if you didn't hear that because you were looking at your phone while driving, let me say it again. Seriously, put down your phone. That is so unsafe. If you didn't do stuff like use your phone while driving, you could save money with Progressive Snapshot. But saving or not, just put it down. And if you did hear it the first time because you weren't looking at your phone, nice work. You'd love Snapshot from Progressive because it rewards safe drivers. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California and North Carolina or from all agents. And welcome to Cottage Talk full-time. I'm Russ Goldman. Joining me right now outside of Craven Cottage is the Fulham shadow, in a shadow, Emilio Danello. This is our initial reaction show to Fulham's nil-nil draw against Darby County. And Emilio, I'm just going to go right to you. It's very interesting what happened here. We have a lot to talk about in a short period of time. Well, we're going to talk about the players that were missing. We're going to talk about the speculation on Twitter of a bug that might have gone around the club. Maybe that is why we didn't see certain players play. It's just a, I will mention that as well because it is going around Twitter. But just give me your opening thoughts on this nil-nil draw. Hello there. Happy Thanksgiving to all our listeners around the world and to you, Ross, you, yourself and your family. Um, shame we Thank couldn't you, take Ella. all three points to celebrate Thanksgiving tomorrow. But look, seven consecutive wins on the bounce. You can't win every game. You know, at the end of the day, in a way, you could argue, did we get away with only a, with a point? Although in the first half, you know, we were poor. Maybe. Derby, Derby should have been at least one up, if not more. So overall, there are some I'm looking at the positives here. You, you can't win every game, but we still didn't lose. We're no worse off than we were on Saturday. Another clean sheet. On paper, you'd argue that we should be good enough to beat Derby County, but there's a reason why they haven't lost many games this season. They're defensively very organised. They play very narrow and they didn't give us much space. They've got two experienced centre-backs and it's just one of those games where, you know, we had we had chances second half in particular. Just The ball just didn't bounce for us. It was just getting stuck in the mud. Hit, we yep. hit the ball from Seri. Um, then we hit the post from Carvalho. It, just, it was going to be one of those, I think we could have played for the next 10 hours and we wouldn't have scored a goal. And it, it's not just because Mitrovic wasn't playing. I just Yes, we missed him, of course, but I just think some games, the ball just doesn't run for you. And tonight was one of those games. So it's a shame we didn't carry on the winning run, but 
We're still top of the league. Bournemouth dropped points as well. We're no worse off. Let's move on to Preston North End. But it's a game to be forgotten, to be honest. Absolutely, Emilio. And I'm glad that you mentioned this. And uh, we're already getting comments. I'm just going to share a couple comments because you were talking about this already. This is from Wayne Waldman. Good evening, Russ. That mm. game hard to watch without Mitro. We mm. worked flat and Darby played well. I, I agree with that. Yeah. So I wanted to share that with you. Also, I want to, I'm going to share a couple of comments from the foam supporters. Lots of chances, but good to mm. know, even on an off day, we get a point. And Emilio, yeah. I completely <clears throat> agree with that. And that's yeah. something that we should be talking about because, as you already mentioned, you're not going to play your best every single match. Yeah. And when you don't, if you can still get something out of it, even though it's against Darby County, it's still yeah. a valuable point. And like you mentioned, full credit to Darby County because they made it mm. difficult on Fulham. Mm, mm. And, you know, we get a point and we are still even. We have not lost any ground. We've not gained any ground. We're still yeah. top of the league because of yeah. Bournemouth's draw tonight. So what I mean by even is that nothing lost, nothing gained. And we move on to Preston North End, like you said, Emilio. Yeah. And on paper, to be honest, you know, you, we look on paper, and we, we'll talk about where some of these plays were tonight. Obviously, there was a few changes to the starting lineup and the bench. But overall, you know, it's you could argue that squad is still good enough to be, or that lineup should be good enough to be beating uh, Derby County at home. But uh, I think the, was the previous comment that you put on there, just, just for me, just felt we were static. I agree with that point. You know, Mooney's... Yep. Had the chance to to start, you know, play the full ninety minutes. You know, he had a good, a good volley in the second half. If that went in, that would have been goal of the season. But overall, he just looks static. You know, it just, you know, we've missed Mitrovic's a few supporters still celebrating. Even though we've got a draw, so apologies, guys, if you can hear some chanting in the background. <laughs> uh, but overall, just at that time, first time in particular, we lacked movement. Our passing was very poor at times. Defensively, you know, from, what's his name? Robinson had a shocker throughout most of the yep. game. I thought, I thought Tosin, his passing was woeful today. So there were some off performances, but like I said, you can't win every game. And you know, the fact that if there is some sort of virus or something hit the squad, then is our squad as strong as we thought they were? Some people are commenting out there about, you know, you know, you've got to give fringe players a chance sometimes, whether it be injury, suspensions, viruses, what have you. But Clearly, we didn't turn up tonight. And, you know, I think let's forget about this game and move on. I don't think there's much to remember after this performance. I totally agree, Emilio. I want to go back to some of these comments because there are some that are dealing directly with Mitro being out and Mooney. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share mm. a few. And this is from Steve Turner. Poor performance. <laughs> a toothless without Mitro and Muniz mm. is useless. And now I'm going to disagree with it. And I'm glad that Anthea said this. Because it's a bit harsh. Muniz is a young and learning, different player, mm. different approach, play needed. And I agree with that. And that's something mm. Gentleman Jim and Jamie and mm. uh, they were talking about during the broadcast. That when you have a player like him, he's different than Mitro. Maybe mm-hmm. you need to do things a little bit differently. And, you know, Darby County were prepared for Mitro and they got... Mm. Mooney's and you know again, again a different type of player and again I agree he's with that. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, you know, he's young. He's yep. learning. He's he is different. He's not always pleasant to the eye. Let's be honest. I think sometimes he looks a little bit static. I think he needs to be a little. He's not mobile enough for me. And I think yep. we looked quite bad. at times in that first half. It looked like we only had ten men on the pitch. 
And okay. yeah, maybe you know, so that's what it felt like to me. So useless is a strong term. I wouldn't, I don't agree with that. I would have taken him off at half time, but then some of the people around me were saying that would knock his confidence for six, which is probably why uh, Marco Silva persevered with him, not to knock that confidence out of him right. completely. But overall, we looked like we had a man down that first half, but played to his strengths. And I question why even Joe Bryan, you know, I'm not Joe Bryan's biggest fan, but crossing from Tete on one side was very good. Put Joe Bryan on the on, on wide on the other on the other side. Put more balls into the box. Be more, I agree more unorthodox, Fulham style. And that might have given us more chance. Of the, you know, but you know, Robinson had a shock. And I would have put Joe Bryan on there to a bit of variation right. and better quality delivery in the box. Play right. a little bit different. Play longer ball and try to make something happen. But overall, it just it's one of those games. I think we could have carried on playing for ten hours, but we wouldn't have scored tonight. I totally agree, Emilio. And, and I want to mention the person who was really talking about how Fulham needed to change it up was Sean Davis during the broadcast. He was talking about, listen, mm. you can't treat this game like you have Mitro. You have to treat it like you have this different type of striker and mm. play to his mm. strengths. And maybe they didn't as much as they should have. And to your credit, Emilio, maybe you bring on someone like Joe Bryan instead of Anthony Robinson, and maybe he offers you something a little bit different. I'm going to share a couple more comments because we got some good comments. This is from Stefan. To be mm. expected, Darby were coming off, coming from a great game, and we're not going to be pushovers. Perhaps mm. mentally, players were overconfident. Maybe we don't have the depth we think we have. Stefan, mm. I disagree with, with the depth issue. I think it's an adjustment when you lose a player like Mitro, and maybe they just didn't adjust as well as they should have. We're t- we were already talking about that. Mm. This is from Martin Smith, and I'll get your thoughts in a second, Amelia. Can't win every game. Derby came here, have a great result last time. A point is a mm-hmm. point closer to the premiership. Totally agree, Emilio. Your yeah, thoughts yeah. On, on these comments? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, I think it was about two or three hours before the game. I was messaging Steve Reynolds offline. I said, you know, I didn't fancy a win tonight. I just felt something wasn't going to be right. This is before the lineup had been, you know, had been confirmed. So I predicted 1 1 because Derby had come off a very good win against Bournemouth. They don't lose many games. They don't concede many goals. So this was going to be a, a tougher game than fans predicted. I've seen all sorts of predictions, 3-0, 4-0, battering Derby County. But actually, Derby County had looked well organised. They're sort of, yes, they're bottom of the table because they've had so many points deducted, but they're, they're, they're better than their position suggests. So overall, this was never going to be an easy game. So to, the fact that we drew the game isn't a surprise. But I agree no. with Stefan. They come off a good result against Derby County. And, you know, some, ga- some games don't. You don't get the rub of the green sometimes, especially right. in the second half. It just just wasn't going to happen for us. It's just unfortunate. And there was also, don't forget, there was that goal line clearance as well. You know, that for me, it was in front of me. To me, it looked like a good clearance. I don't think it was yeah. over the line. But again, hit the post, hit the bar, clearance off the line. It just wasn't going to work. It just wasn't going to run for us tonight. So let's take the point, the clean sheet, and we and then we plan for Dark Preston all then on the weekend. Right. And... To be fair, in the second half to Rodrigo Muniz, because we're getting a lot of comments on him, is that he had the bicycle kick, mm. which would have been this, a spectacular goal. And like you said, the clearance off the line, which did not look mm. like, Emilio, that it was a goal. No, so I, I no. think that, that that was the right decision there. But again, we're getting a lot of comments about Rodrigo Muniz, which I find interesting. And I'm going to share this one because I agree with this. This is from Wayne Walden. Muniz will come good. Give him time. And honestly, and this is something that Sean Davis said as well, because Sean Davis said he would have brought on Bobby Decadovery, but he also said he thought maybe 90 minutes plus would be good for Rodrigo Muniz, a learning mm. experience. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And that's probably where, you know, if I was a ruthless manager, I would have taken off at half time. But then clearly you've got to, you know, he's a young lad. He's, being, he's yep. got his chance tonight and you don't want to knock his confidence for six. So that's te- 
probably psychologically why he wasn't taken off. Right. You know, and to be honest, I think if he was if he was 25, 26, and fair enough, I think he would have, he would have been taken off at half time. But he, the guy needs confidence. He needs goals. Needs opportunities. So the manager did the right thing to keep him on there. Although I'm probably being a little bit harsh, and maybe I would have I would have substituted him at half time if he really wanted to win the game. Change it a bit. I'm going to change it. And to be honest, the changes when Josh Onuma came on for Harrison Reed, I thought we were more lively, stronger, and more direct. And I thought Nancy Knockhart, you know, in his defence, actually, uh, you know, did actually did okay. Again, looking lively, but it's again, it's just one of those games. You know, squad squad is good enough, you know, but some games you win and some games you don't win. You know, I'm seeing all these comments. Miss Stansfield, this super sub. <laughs> He's injured, by the way. I think that's why he, he wasn't on the bench. Wait to the chat. What's the news on Metro, please? And listen, the only thing that we're hearing just in general and not on Metro and not on the other players, we are hearing speculation that a virus is going around the club. Mm-hmm. And this is speculation on Twitter. So that's all I can say. I don't know if it involves Metro. Mm-hmm. I don't know who it involves. But there mm-hmm. is speculation that that is what's going on. So I think on that point, if we're going to cover that off now, I think it's probably fair. You know, if you look at the who was not on the bench or performing playing tonight, then clearly, you know, a lot of fans were saying before the game that you know he was being disrespectful to Derby County, Michael Silver. But clearly, you don't have Kenny on the bench, you don't have Mitrovic on the bench, you don't have Rodak on the bench. Clearly, there's something right. more fundamental there. So time will tell whether it's COVID or whether it's some sort of flu mm-hmm. virus or something else. I'm sure something will come out. I'd be very surprised if. Miraculously, all these players have got injured since the weekend. So clearly, there's something probably a bit more widespread. But let's not speculate. Let's wait for confirmation from the club. Let's see what Absolutely, next. Emilio. Mm. I'm glad that you uh, said that. Okay. So I want to get your thoughts before we go in. And really, we're not going to spend too much time. And we'll finish up with Man of the Match. Before we do that, I want to get your thoughts on um, Fabio Carvalho because he had a very good chance to score. What were your thoughts about Fabio in this match? If anything, if, if one person was going to score the goal, it was going to be Fabio, to be honest. I think I'm saying a lot of us around where we sit, we're all saying that's where the goal was going to come from. He looked lively. I think he was, you know, especially in the second half, he was rousing up the crowd. He was applauding the crowd, asking, the, you know, getting the, the fans to cheer him. So clearly, the speculation is correct that maybe he is on the verge of signing a new contract. He seems a lot more head up, positive, determined. Frustrated as well. There were some frustrations there when just the ball just wouldn't run. Just when he hit the post, you can see it was like, Ugh. you know, just wish it, on another day that would have gone in the back of the net. So it's overall, he looked lively, looked positive, and looked technically very good. So you know, he, you know, him and probably Gazanigo two best players on the pitch for us overall. But he's a he's a talent here, so we've got to find some way of signing him. So Tony Garn, if you're listening, instead of posting on Twitter, go and sign his player for good, please. Give him the contract. <laughs> Get it. Okay, yeah. I, I want to share this from our friend Chris Davidson. Again, these are we're getting a lot of Mooney's comments. These Mooney's mm. comments are ridiculous. Give the guy some support. He actually came the closest to getting the ball over the line. I would agree with Chris on that. Mm. Totally agree with Chris on that. So there are two ways to look at it, and I understand mm. that fans are disappointed. But let's go back, Abilio, before we go to man of the match. I want to talk about the players that were out. And was that the difference in this match? Because I, I'm going to argue that Fulham are good enough to win the match without Mitro, without Kearney, and without Rodak. They should win this match. And again, this is where I want to give credit to Derby County yeah. because no, they had a plan, Emilio, and they should win this match 
without these players. They should, but they didn't. And I think it's easy to blame it on Fulham and not give enough credit to the opponent. And I think you have to give credit. Like you said, they had an aging defense who actually did a very good mm. job against us tonight. Mm-mm-mm. Exactly. Exactly. If you look at it, keeper, our keeper did a good job. So we didn't miss Rodak as a keep, from a keeping perspective today. Because I think no. Gazan Egan made some good saves. He commanded the ball. He didn't have much to do in the second half. But in the first half, you know, he made the, some, some important saves. And he made that crucial save towards the end of the game. When there's almost an opportunity for Derby to get a smash and grab. You know, I thought the players that did perform, you know, I mentioned earlier, Robinson had a shocker. You know, that's, that's not that's nothing to do with Derby. He just feels like he had the hangover. For some reason. He was just all over the place throughout the whole game. I thought yep. Tosin defensively looked okay, but his passing was absolutely atrocious today. Yep. Tete had good, you know, good, good, good crossing. Was probably our best defender. And again in the midfield, I thought in the midfield we were just a bit lightweight. Harrison Reed didn't did enough for me. Deservedly got substituted. You know, again too much sideways for me. Uh, I mean, he did a be a little bit more positive. So, you know, some of his performances on the, you know, we can't perform at, the, at our best every single game. And these players on the pitch, I agree with you. Without these three, we should be doing better. But you know, rubber the green, passing not good enough. We weren't slick, yeah. we weren't quick. Our movement was not it was a bit static at times. And you could argue that might be because of the lineup that we've on the pitch. But overall, you know, we can't keep, just because we've had one poor performance but haven't lost, then we can't go blame it. You know, can't go criticizing the thing. Just just move on, please. It's uh, yeah. I keep going about Brighton, the Hobart, and all those years ago. They had any ugly draws and wins that they get, and they got promoted. So we can't play you know, five-star football every single game. So cut some totally slack agree, fans and let's, let's move on. Totally agree. I, again, we're getting some very interesting comments, so I'm just going to keep sharing. And again, we're talking about, let me just stress this, speculation of a bug or a virus. And Anthea brought this up because I was thinking mm-hmm. about this when I saw the Twitter speculation. Could Harry Wilson be feeling poorly? Wasn't his game. Don't want to speculate. And Anthea, <laughs> he was not at his best tonight. And it's funny because I was thinking the same exact thing as she did. I, we don't know, but this was an off game for Harry Wilson. Yeah, you know, the, you know he, had an, he had an off game. He, it was a game with Harry Wilson. He, he doesn't always play, you know, for 90 minutes. He plays in bursts here and there. And sometimes, you know, again, he looked a little bit off, off color at times. But second half, he was more lively. Second half, he had, he had a better second half. He got more involved in the game. But... But he looked a little bit tired. The fact that he got taken off Anthony Knockout may suggest that he wasn't 100% fit. Maybe he's yep. sort of trying to shrug off this this bug. So uh, maybe it's a fair shout, Anthea. Fair shout. Good shout. Okay. Uh, I just want to mention this, Emilio, some stats before we go to mm. man of the match. Here's some stats from this match. Possession, 60 to 40% in favor of Fulham. Total shots, Emilio. This is the one that's going to stand out. Total shots, 21 mm. to 4. On target, this will also stand out to you. Five out of 21 were on target. Two for Derby County. They were at 50%. So think about that. Passing percentage was 82% for Fulham. Derby County were at 73%. This is another stat that actually stands out to me because Derby County had a decent amount of corners, Emilio. We had seven, but they also Mm. had five. So, again, mm, yeah. maybe the stats from this match tell you a little bit more of what happened because Fulham had the possession, had more shots, but the quality shots on target, Fulham only had three more than Derby County, Amelia. Mm. No, interesting. I thought we had more possession than that. I thought 60% is not as, not I as thought, 
I you know, I thought well. it was more like 70-30, to be honest, but interesting, it was at 60-40. Um, corners, yeah, I think especially Derby in the first half, they had a few early corners, if I recall, right, uh, yep. at the beginning of the, of the beginning of the game. But again, if you look at the chances, I've got, you know, Gavin made those two important saves in the first half and then the one towards the end of the game. So overall, you know, they've had, they had some good shots. And on another day, especially that first chance, you know, that should have gone in the back of the net. And I worry, if that one, we were saying, if that, goes, if that was going to go in the back of the net, we would struggle to break up the candy down. So in a way, maybe that was a turning point, Gazaniga making that save and actually protecting, uh, you know, the draw, if anything, which is weird. We're talking about, the, you know, being happy with the draw. But overall, I don't think we did enough to win a game. Forget the chances, yes, more, you know, more chances on goal, but how many were clear-cut? Net, net, I thought it was, a, you know, the stats even themselves out. So I don't think we did enough to win the game. Okay, excellent, Emilio. Okay, Coming up next, we're going to end the show with Man of the Match. Okay, Emilio. I'm going to actually, before we go to Man of the Match, I'm going to share some comments. It looks like from Peter Rutzler from Marco Silva. So I'm going to read a tweet from Mm -hmm. Peter Rutzler. Silva on absentees. They are illness. Mitro and Kearney. Harry Wilson, Harrison Reed, Bobby Decadovery. They had problems these last few days. Bobby was on the bench, but not in condition to help. Robinson the same, but not COVID. An illness situation, unquote. So there you go, Emilio. This is from Peter Russler of The Athletic on the situation with the players. It's an illness, and it's going around the team, Emilio. Again, we're talking about Mm -hmm. a draw here, and we're complaining about a draw. And (laughs) But I want to just keep saying this, that – it's not a reason why they lost. It's a factor, you know, an illness is a factor. But again, I think that Fulham still had enough to win this match. And they didn't. They get a draw. Mm. But again, I think it's mm. very good information. And I want to thank Chris Davidson for alerting me here. Mm. Uh, uh, mm. Right to go and check Peter Rutzler out. Mm. Because Peter actually had some some quotes from Michael Silva. So there's your answer, Emilio. It is an illness. Mm. Okay, so you know, so again, thankfully it's not COVID. Um, so, you know, so you know, then they we the guys don't have to self isolate as well for so many days. So hopefully they'll be back um, for the weekend. Some yep. of those players, or at least get to be in contention on the bench. I think Anthea's point about Harry Wilson being off colour that that's answered our question, and and it doesn't surprise me that Bobby Reed was also not hundred percent fit to to come off the bench, which is why Anthony Knockout was brought on instead. So it all adds exactly. up now. So it, but, but look, I've been positive the whole night. You know, you know trying to take you a positive been. out of a nil-nil, you know, <laughs> goalless, top of the table, Bournemouth dropping points. We're one game closer to the Premier League. Like I said, what more do the fans want? Can't win every game. Okay, excellent. All right, here's also a comment about Marek Rodak. This is again from Peter Rutzler of The Athletic Tweet. Silva says, Rodak's situation is different. Someone on his plane back from international duty, had COVID, isolating. Oh. He couldn't play tonight. Okay, okay. okay. interesting. Okay, so okay. That, that answers the situation with Marek Rodak. So now we have players dealing with illness, and you have Marek Rodak isolating with a situation of close contact with someone with COVID, so on a plane. So there you go, Amelia. We're, we're getting a That's lot of information. Cool. Well, that's what you get when you've got international players play, going on international duty. So uh, I think that's the key thing. These players have come from international duty. So I suspect right. 
you know there's obviously that's there's something along those lines so um but yeah it's one of the, it's a consequence of having a squad that's got international players and, and doing well yeah. in, the, in the league so it's it's just one of the things we have to accept right right apparently i must have said that Fulham lost because steve lidgard's saying that i pulled the goldman and, and if i did i meant raw <laughs> i don't obviously. remember that i don't remember you saying that but <laughs> so so there you go there's a goldman and i'm not going to take it out of the podcast i'll leave it there Thank you, Steve, for mentioning a mistake that I made. I, I can always count on people like Steve Lidyard and David Holly to correct me on all my mistakes. So, How positive have they been tonight? Steve, are you positive? <laughs> I don't no. think so. I don't are you positive after so. new draw, Steve? Hope so. I don't know what YW means, but... You're welcome. You're welcome. Oh, t- <laughs> talking about... Basically, letting me know that I that I made some mistakes there. Well, thank you, Steve. I I appreciate that. Okay, man of the match, Emilio. Who's your man of the match? I'll give it Gazaniga. You know, I think Cavalier close seconds. He looked lively, up for it, and just didn't didn't get the rub of the green at times. But I think Gazaniga saves in the first half. I think protected the 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 the, the, the I say the. Uh, the, the unbeaten run, to be honest. So I give it to Gazanig. He, he, there was a there was a high ball in the first half that he caught and commanded well. He made those two good saves, and at the end he sort of I don't know. I think it was going wide that shot towards the end, but I haven't seen the replay of it. It was the other side of the pitch, but equally he was he was on hand to to defend and save that ball. So overall, I'll give it to Gazaniga because he he made us feel secure in in goal and, and protected that goal to straw. Okay, excellent. All right, I'm gonna share this from Steve. He's positive, <laughs> but should have won. That's <laughs> typical Steve Lydiard. Okay, here's some comments on man of the match. Anthea chimes in with Fabio. We got Steve Lydiard saying sorry. So Sarri that's looks interesting. Good. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Let's see what else we have. We've got Garrett Owenson, sorry, man of the match. We look stressed up front with no holder. Let's see. Let's see what else we have. Gazaniga made the best save of the match. That first goal, you know, that ball, that ball was destined to the bottom of the corner. He made a cracking save, to be honest. So, um, which is why I give him the man of the match. Okay. Stefan says Fabio. So we have some Fabio. I'm going to mm. go with you, Emilio. I'm, I'm going to say Gazaniga. He gets a lot of criticism. Mm. And I, I got to admit, I, I think Marek Rodak is better. Yeah, I agree. But you know what? Gazaniga, I, I, I thought, held up very well. And, Honestly, Emilio, I think he gained us a point tonight. Yeah, exactly. I think it, I think we would have struggled recovering from a one-goal deficit if that ball had gone in the back of the net. Derby would be disappointed they weren't a goal up in the first 30 minutes, which is why I think Gazaniga deserves credit. And like I said, I've, I've criticised him this season, and that's how many fans. So the fact that he we didn't miss Rodak tonight, that's a positive yep. as well. Okay, we have Tom Ashmore saying Fabio. So we got a lot of people commenting on Fabio and Seri and... You and I are going with Gazaniga, so I like that. And listen, we are going to wrap this up. I do want to say Russ made some serious Goldmans in this show. So if you listen to the podcast, I'm going to try to take out some of those Goldman mistakes I made. I muted myself and did not realize I muted myself. So again, thank you, Steve Lidyard, for pointing that out to me, and I fixed that. It just took about a minute. Anyways, Emilio, final thoughts before we wrap this up. Uh, Final thoughts. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Celebrate tomorrow around the world. Happy Thanksgiving again to your family, Russ. And uh, let's let's forget about Derby County tonight and let's worry about Preston on Saturday. Okay. And uh, very in- interesting Thanksgiving that I'm going to share with the audience. My daughter, Samantha, is actually, ha- actually has a boyfriend. He's actually going to join me 
for <laughs> a preview show of the Preston North End match because he happens to be a fan of Preston <laughs> North End. So that'll be an interesting Thanksgiving dinner tomorrow, and I look forward to it. Anyways, <laughs> let's wrap this up. For Emilio Donello, the Fulham Shadow, I'm Russ Goldman. Thank you, as always, for watching and listening to Cottage Talk. It's the 90th minute, and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.